With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Hi guys, well from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to be talking about starvation. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're gonna be or better put, Ramadan. We're going to be talking about fasting. <laughs> we're going to be talking about, yeah, we're going to be yeah, talking religious, about religious religion. Depriving your, yourself of shit because of religion. Food, specifically. Like yeah. Every, uh, most religions have a tradition of not eating. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. weird. And we're going to talk we're about gonna, it. We're gonna, we have a few theories that we want to throw around. They are all wrong. Every, just every, it's every, just us. Every one of our theories. These are our theories. I guarantee you is incorrect. But <laughs> we're going to spout them anyway. Because that's what we do. That's coming up later. Uh, all right, Dan. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, I have a uh, pastor uh-huh. in uh, Africa uh, <laughs> who is... Always a good start. In Zimbabwe. Oh, dear. To be uh-huh. precise. Yeah, this is getting better and better. Uh, who... And there's video backing this up. Okay. okay? He claims... To have uh, God's telephone number, <laughs> and he speaks to God on his cell phone during like church services. And oh whatnot. fuck yes! <laughs> oh my God, yes! Yeah. Then uh, so in this video uh, that's really making the rounds right now, uh-huh. uh, you, he is seen sort of pacing back and forth, and there's this woman. Who's kneeling down? You can't really hear anything the woman's saying, but you hear him. You know, he's he's got his cell phone to his ear, and he's sort of doing that thing that psychics do, where he's kind of fishing, like he's, the, he's what, cold what, reading. What, yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, where he's like, um, you know, why why is God showing me the image of a heart? <laughs> he asks her. Right. Oh, that's um, great. And like one of the best things is he goes. Uh, what else? Papa God? Papa God? <laughs> Keeps calling <laughs> Papa God. I want to know Which what the listing is, is in his phone. Like, what, is, what that number, like, is labeled. Is it God? Is Papa it God. Papa God? It's Papa God. Uh, yeah, he's so... So, this would be... If you just saw the video... Like, I I really... I, I know some of these, these pastor guys uh, can be a little crazy... Uh, but it could have also just been a device. Maybe it was a little gimmick, right? Does he really believe this? I don't know. Well, he's been interviewed uh, by a news site in Zimbabwe uh, called H Metro. Uh, I guess he's also known as Pastor Talent. Uh. And uh, he he says, "I this is now a quote. I have a direct channel." 
Actually, I have his number and I can call him when need arises. Oh my God. It is possible to talk to God. Why would you doubt that I got a call from him? I actually have a direct line which I can call him on and get instructions on how to proceed. I got this when I was praying and I heard a voice telling me to call direct. Uh, <laughs> and uh, at the moment. I love it. I mean, that's frankly what he, I mean, what he's doing. Who was it that that uh, that was debunked by the amazing Randy? Was it Popov? Is that who it was that was like that was getting the the he had the earpiece in oh, and he yeah. was getting fed yeah. information about specific people right. that they had gathered previous. Right. He's doing the same thing, but he's got the earpiece in full view. Yeah. He's just calling. Papa God, and right. Papa God's feeding him shit about this person, some, probably. Some guy, who, yeah, who, who knows a little bit of this woman's story yeah. you know, in the video. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's a, little, it's a little crazy. He says that he um, that he's, he's willing to make God's number available at some point in the future, <laughs> uh, but only when the time is right. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So, yeah. He's going to set up a... A psychic hotline with God. With God. <laughs> now for just ten ninety nine a minute, <laughs> you too can speak directly to God. Hello, God speaking. Except that there will be lots of different operators, so you know one of them's going to be like, "Hello, this is God." <laughs> nah. Yes, you can probably do it. <laughs> No, you can't kill somebody just because they stepped on your goose. Oh, I stepped on your goose. That's wow, what, that's, that's what jumped into my head. Wow, I think chicken was what I was going for. Wow, damn, but goose is what jumped I'm, up. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, that really says something about your how your brain works <laughs> or doesn't work, as the case may be. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, there you go. Phone number to God. Yeah. D- does God use Verizon? Do you think? No, he would never use Verizon. God. God, no. what, what, what carrier is God on? Oh, my guess is <laughs> he he probably, um, probably Cricket. Yeah. He seems like a month-to-month sort of guy. <laughs> He's not going to commit. No. He doesn't want to sign a contract. And, you know, it's affordable. Sure. Right? It, it's reasonably priced. He's, he likes a, he like, God likes a bargain. He, we he's know a, this about he's a, God. He's a smart God. And he yeah. doesn't need a, like a smartphone. He doesn't need the data because yeah. he's got all the information, so... He's, he's all-knowing, so all he needs is, like, just bare-bones plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to take us to, shift us to Austin, Texas, uh, which I don't know if you under, if you knew this. I do know that you do know this, but I'm going to throw out that it is the capital of that fair uh, oh, state. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, I've been through that capital building. It mm. is an odd, sh- an, a very strange hue of pink. Really? Like this vague gray pink. Oh, uh, sounds beautiful. The exterior, it's not, mm. I did not enjoy that. Uh, anywho, uh, another thing that I don't enjoy is the bill that has just passed the House and is moving on to the State Senate uh, okay. there in Texas. Um, the bill essentially uh, is there to ensure that a practice can continue legally in the state, uh, and this is a practice of adoption or agencies and organizations okay to deny uh adoption to households uh that are not christian or that are or that are not straight (laughs) 
This is a bill. This is a bill at the legislature. Yeah, you have to be Christian. Uh, you n- no, but if but if a uh, that organization wants to discriminate against non Christians or gays, uh, they would be allowed oh to. Oh my god! Uh, it was approved ninety four to fifty one. Of course, it was. Yeah. Uh, in in the GOP controlled, yeah, you got to let people discriminate. You yeah, gotta allow right. it. It's uh, an important right that we have in right. this country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Good. Protecting the right to discriminate. Yeah, so. it's pretty important uh, because you know Jesus, right? Uh, and stuff. Yeah. This is so. This is one of those moments where there's like that weird. Uh, sort of theoretically symbiotic relationship between the state and private entities. So these are private entities, but they're still tasked with taking, uh, like, foster kids, kids that have been in the public system. Mm -hmm. So they're getting public funds. They're getting public money. Um, But they're tasked with finding them homes. And the last thing you want to do is make sure that you keep all of the options open. Right. When you're trying to uh, place children into caring, loving homes. What you don't want to do, what you want to do is make sure that you cut off a good segment oh, yeah, shut of it, the population shut it down. straight out. Well, because there are desirable people. Yeah. And there are less desirable people. Too. Right. Clearly. And Christians are just more desirable when it comes to, to, to adoption. Yeah. They, make, they just make better parents. Here's a great you quote. You do know this, right, Dan? Right. Of, well, as a straight white man, former Christian, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. Yes, I would have at that point made a much better parent than <laughs> than you do now. That I'm a terrible parent now. I don't even know where my kids are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have any kids that I know about. Oh, boom. Uh, here's a representative, James Frank of Wichita Falls, Texas, said. Uh, quote, we want to make reasonable accommodations so everyone can participate in the system. Everyone is welcome, but you don't have to think alike to participate. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Bullshit. He's, he's, he's characterizing it in terms of equality. You gotta love it. You gotta love that kind of balls. Yeah. This is about equality, Frank. Of course it is. It's about, you know, opening, I, opening up the adoption yeah. racket to bigots and non-bigots alike. Yeah. I'm an <laughs> equal opportunity discriminator. <laughs> right. I discriminate against people equally. Mm. Right. I don't think anybody does that. No. I mean, <laughs> no, my discrimination is equal. They aren't. Right. Okay. <laughs> If organizations, this is uh, this is Rebecca Robertson of the ACLU. She says, if organizations are turning people away and those people are unable to be served, that's a violation. Mm. I know this bill would make that happen at multiple levels in the state welfare system. What? How can she claim that? Just because it's a bill specifically designed so that people can discriminate? What? I I feel like she's way off base. <laughs> God. All right. God. Well, I wouldn't expect anything uh, anything else from that great state of Texas, to be honest. What a state it is. Yeah. And what a state it's in. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, I want to move up to 
actually, I don't want to move to Montana, but I'm going to tell a story about Montana. Mm. And uh, that, uh, what's his name? Greg John Forte. Oh, yes. Greg John Forte. The, uh, is he is he a billionaire? He's a he's a millionaire for sure. He's a, he's a well Hun, uh, hundreds of millions. A hundred air. He's a hundred millionaire. <laughs> uh, he uh, he's running for uh, this open seat in uh, congressional seat up in Montana. Right. right. Montana is one of those states that's small enough that they only have a single congressional seat. Right. In in our nation's Congress, and it is currently open at right. the moment. And so they have, so there's this special election going on and, uh, Greg John Forte was already, uh, worth mentioning, uh, because before he really hit the news, body slamming, a a British reporter, uh, who was asking him questions, Mm -hmm. dared to ask questions in an aggressive manner, apparently, but nonetheless, he, uh, Greg John Forte <laughs> resorted to physical violence, Just slamming him into, against the ground and apparently breaking his glasses. Yeah, and uh, now he's uh, actually facing charges of some kind and la di da. But the reason I wanted to bring him up because this this clearly really shows off what a great candidate he is. Mm. Um, but there were already things going on here, folks. Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, so he gave this talk back in 2015 at the Montana Bible College, mm. where he goes on record saying that he doesn't believe in retirement. This is just not something that we should do, <laughs> nor that we should be promoting. Okay. Uh, because Noah, Noah didn't retire. He was like 600 when he built the ark. <laughs> That's what the guy says. Okay. There's oh, nothing in the man. Bible that talks about retirement. This is a quote. And yet it's been an accepted concept in our culture today. Nowhere does it say, well, he was a good and faithful servant, so he went to the beach. It doesn't say that anywhere. How old was Noah when he built the ark? 600. He wasn't like cashing social security checks. He wasn't hanging out. (laughs) He was working. (laughs) The concept of retirement is not biblical. All words from him. (laughs) All, all words from him. He's, he's made some really strong points here. He's definitely, he knows what he's talking about because, uh, A, I believe that the Christian concept is that only things that are expressly written about in the Bible can exist. He's a, he's a biblical originalist. Right. Yes. Right. So if, so really what's he even doing? Like he shouldn't even have a cell phone Mm because that's not biblical. Shouldn't not have a, in the Bible. Shouldn't have a car. Definitely not a car. I mean, get yourself an iron chariot. Yeah, do yeah. one of those. Yeah, ride around on a camel. Not only are those not only are those biblical, but there. But even God was unable to 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 turn away an iron chariot. Yeah, that's how you beat God at his own game. Oh my God. Apparently, iron chariots Ugh. way too much for God to handle. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh. He's a crazy one. Yeah, that's he's he's like he's, how how short sighted of a human do you have to be to to look at life and go, yeah, I can probably work until I'm dead. <laughs> I don't see any problem with that. There's what could possibly happen after the age of sixty five, seventy 
that could keep me from working until I'm dead. What 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 could go wrong in that? I mean, the guy's got millions or whatever. But Apparently, no, it is billions. Okay. Uh, this article, at least this article, refers to him as a billionaire businessman. Well, gosh. At age 56, who really understands... The you plight know, of the, the little guy? Absolutely. Sure. You know, oh, sure. You know, because he... Um, yeah, he's... He's a good guy. Yeah, you got to love a, a, a billionaire who's like, everybody should keep working. Because I guess, because <laughs> guess what? That dude's not going to be working. Right. Because also there's the whole thing that like, A, the kind of work he was doing didn't break his body in any right. way, shape or right. form. Yeah. Uh, he uh, has all the best medical care. So it, right. if he wants to just keep on doing what he's doing. You know, the doctors can probably keep him the going. doctors can keep him going uh, and he can make business decisions from a uh, hospital room if necessary. Right. Right. Like this. This guy is so out of touch. Uh, well, yeah, that's the truth. The truth is that his idea of work happens behind a desk. Yeah. It's a com- like, guess what? That's not what work is for millions and millions of people. Exactly. That is not what work is. Exactly. And so to uh, to to. To deny or to suggest there's something wrong with people wanting to end their toiling, you know, their 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 labor, their yeah. actual labor. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. No fucking way. Fuck you, John Forte. Yeah. Greg John Forte. I really do hope that that this incident. I know that this incident with the uh, with with attacking the the journalist has. Uh-huh. Like the Billings newspaper in Montana withdrew their their uh, endorsement of him. Great, and and so it might have some effect. It is unclear to me what violent whether a violent outburst against a against a journalist will hurt or help a man who's running for office in Montana. That is not clear to me. It could, yeah. for yeah. all the world, it could make him more appealing to a. You know, to somebody wearing a red Make America Great Again cap, that might make him better. Yeah. So, hard to say. Apparently, yeah, I mean, this country likes loose cannons in office. Yeah. Apparently. Well, and, you know, the time for violence is, is, has returned. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like real men hit other men. Oh, yeah. That's how we know... Especially when it's a British reporter. Well, actually, I think that the report... I listened to the audio, and I think the reporter's American. Oh, he just works for the he Guardian? He just works for the Guardian. Oh, okay. So, Well, especially a turncoat. Right? <laughs> Here's what's funny about that. Uh, guess what newspaper uncovered his ties to, uh, to Russian corporations? Which? The Guardian. Oh. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So he's not... He doesn't like the Guardian. He's grumpy. Oh, He's Christ. a grumpy. <laughs> Likes to hit people. <laughs> I'm going to move on to... Uh, here, so, you know, the Bible has some things to say about borrowing and about lending. Yeah. Yeah, actually. It doesn't like it. Does not. Uh, lenders are bad in, yeah. in, in Christianity, which is why for centuries, Christian merchants had to borrow from Jewish... Bankers from right. Jew, from Jewish merchants, uh, right. because Ju- because there's no prohibition in Judaism against uh, the lending of money, right? But there is in Christianity. So like, yeah, that's where that that's where the whole the whole uh, Merchant of Venice thing comes from. Mm-hmm. 
for centuries this was the, this was the way of the thing right and the muslims uh still uh still do that borrow from jews well no they don't borrow okay fair enough i did not know that you didn't know that about muslims no yeah there's actually a uh a special financial uh like it's in in lieu of a loan they uh are able to purchase a home the bank like buys the house for them and then sells it back to them for like a significant markup okay and then they just pay a monthly percentage over the course of so many years totally it's a mortgage not a loan there's nothing there's nothing like a loan what are you talking about can you believe that uh, yes there's, i can of course i can but believe there it. is no interest rate applied to it right they just mark up right you've just the bought value the, the you've home. just bought the house at a higher amount but no interest right great <laughs> Fantastic, guys. Good work around. Anyway, uh, so there's. Are you aware there's a there's a website called Prosper? It was popular oh. for a little while. I I haven't been on it for a minute, but okay. uh, it's a website where people can go on and request money, f- uh, request a loan mm. from the Prosper community. Oh. Uh, for X amount of dollars, they explain why they want it. They explain what they're looking, you know, what they're looking to do in terms of a a, a payment structure. Uh-huh. And then regular Joes uh, can sort of jump in and fund the thing. Right. And you can fund part of a thing, you know, or you can fund the whole thing. And it's basically like, you know, you get to be on the bank side of the transaction and hopefully make money off of them. Crowd lending. Yeah. And okay. it's actually, it's it's relatively successful. It's a pretty good, uh, for the most part, pretty good bet. Uh, and uh, and you... Cool. Yeah. Right. It, and, and it gets a lot of people loans who wouldn't normally get a loan. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I think it's a cool thing. Here's another cool thing. It's given them data. They have data that can be mined for interesting, uh, you know, studies. Yeah. And a course. study okay. has been done... Um, by a uh let's see uh, some columbia university economists and they oh, oh two two from columbia one from university of delaware okay uh and they've they've sort of mined the the loan offers or the people asking for loans they've checked they they've sort of gone into their verbiage and figured out what words are most likely to be correlated with loan repayment and what ver- words are most likely to be correlated with non-repayment oh interesting okay i'm going to give you a list of words at oh. random okay and you want me just to pick and you're going to pick half of them are associated are will be associated with words or phrases and half of them will be associated with payment or non-repayment with payment and half will be associated with with default okay payment and default okay so debt free promise God, minimum payment, lower interest rate, will pay, graduate, graduate or graduate, thank you, after tax, hospital. Default. No, no, half of them are default and half of them are... Oh, I thought you were going to give me one at a time. Oh, no, no, no. And then you gave me a list. Yeah, you know what? I I did the same thing that this article did because this article confused me in the same way that I just confused you. I thought I had made it it clear. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. Just pick out a few of those that you think are associated with default and a few that are associated with... Give give me the words. Okay, okay. Debt-free. Okay, so debt-free, I'm going to say 
repayment. Okay. Okay. Uh, promise. Promise. Default. God. Default. Uh, minimum payment. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say default. Will pay. Will pay. That sounds like default as well. Thank you. Default. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to cut it off there, but... Um, <laughs> they they the, all sound suspicious. The phrases me. that are used uh, <laughs> by people most likely to pay you back are okay. debt-free, okay. lower interest rate, after tax, minimum payment, and graduate. Okay. The payment the, the phrases uh used by those least likely to pay you back. God promise uh-huh. will pay uh-huh. thank you uh yeah hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, so so I mean for me the takeaway here is if someone is talking about business, mm-hmm. they're talk they understand that there's a monetary transaction happening and they are wanting to participate in that with you. Right. Then they're on the up and up and you're golden. Right. If they're appealing to your emotions, mm. walk away clean, brother, because you are not getting that money back. Right. And God's the biggest one. If they mention God, get the fuck out of Dodge. That person is, <laughs> you are never going to see that money again. <laughs> is that what the article says? Basically, yeah. I mean, mean, if the person... the. Is it the most suspicious of the words? Like, uh, does it rank the words? Yeah. I mean, so basically it said, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that it ranked them. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember if it did or not. But it does say, like, yeah, if someone writes, I promise I will pay back, so help me God, he is among the least likely to pay you back. Like, people who invoke God. And I, I've seen this in my own life. Like, this was obvious to me and and i didn't know why uh-huh. but i have definitely seen in my own life as soon as someone says you know i'm a good christian and i promise you that i will do this the least trustworthy person you could never i would never go in with that person on anything <laughs> if they're talking numbers i'll hear you out well but if you start saying you know as a christian i think we can we know that we can blah blah well, blah no it's, or it's as it's, a believer you know or god you know my my but, belief in god would make sure that i never default on anything right no because what they're having to do is they're having to go to an external source right sort of the highest authority that they can think of as a defense for their character right right rather than just having good character right. rather than just Having like having the 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 the, the bulk, yeah. the, the some value of all their actions speak for themselves, right? Right, and their knowledge about how things work, right? Speaking for themselves, right? The second they invoke God, they're they're on the defensive. Yeah, exactly. They're and, have, and they're the, on the defensive because they've clearly done shit in the past. And they yeah. know that. And it's the only thing that they can invoke. It's the only thing they can put forward yeah. as a testament to their character. Yeah. Also, if someone says that Interesting. You know, they're trying to, you know, their mom's in the hospital and they need help paying right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Run. Whereas Don't a walk. graduate uh, is somebody who has worked hard for something. 
Right. If they're invoking the fact that they've right. that they've graduated from something, yeah. they're trying to demonstrate that they have staying power, that uh-huh. they can commit to something and see yeah. it through, all right. of that sort of thing. Right. It doesn't prove that they can. No. no. But, but it's a it's a decent testament that they well that they have. Yeah. On at least that. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Interesting. Uh, so yes, uh, let that be a lesson to us all. If someone wants something of you, and they hmm. start saying, "So help me God." Then yeah. so help you, God, get out of there. <laughs> All right, Dan. Mm-hmm. Art heist. Skun-dun-dun. That sounds exciting. It doesn't it, just right? Yeah. A piece of art yeah. valued at $125,000 okay. was stolen here in Salt Lake City. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. And the Salt Lake PD was on it oh they put three detectives and considered the whole thing a top priority for the department this must have been owned by the church no oh but it was uh mormon uh art oh okay okay yeah owned by a businessman Uh uh-huh uh and that was kept outside (laughs) it's it's statuary yeah right uh and uh, at his uh, little business park thing up on uh, the 3rd West, right at the bend where it turns into Beck Street, that oh, little business thing right yeah. there, that kind of gross area. Sure. Right? Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit grungy over, over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has this bronze statue of Joseph Smith and Brigham Young sitting on a park bench that was outside of- What? Yeah. How did I not know this existed? <laughs> oh. Well, these thieves knew that it existed. Yeah. And- uh, How was I not the one that stole this? I want to be the, the one that stole this. No, you don't. They got caught. Okay. Or they're in the process of getting caught. They have two of them. Two of the four are in custody. Uh-huh. Uh, this came in on an, an anonymous tip. Oh. Came in. Uh, because clearly somewhere a bronze sculpture of Joseph Smith and Brigham Young just appeared. Yeah. And these people didn't, uh, didn't carve it up quickly enough. Oh. Because that's what one would do with this. Carve it up? Bronze. Sell that shit. No. 800 pounds. Wow. Of bronze. No, I wouldn't sell that for anything. That goes in the personal collection. <laughs> That's well, in my backyard. Yeah, like forever. If this is what the 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 Thomas Crown affair, or the Dan Beecher affair, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I uh, if this if it were me, I probably would have. I I mean, I would if I had ever stolen it, it would have been as a prank, and it would have shown up on somebody else's lawn. Like, yeah. I well, there know. was a security camera on it, Dan. Of course there was. Yeah, I would and... never actually do this. I, I would assume <laughs> that there are security cameras everywhere. And a uh, a an old pickup towing a single axle trailer okay. showed up in the dead of night. Right. Uh, earlier this week, Tuesday. Because that's how you on, do this. 4 a.m. on Tuesday. So just like three days ago. Uh-huh. They, uh, these, these thieves showed up. The video, which is posted online, uh, is actually pretty amazing to watch because like two guys get out of the truck really quickly and they like run over to the statue and then, uh, they kind of, you don't really see much. And then the truck kind of repositions itself (laughs) and then like a woman gets out of the truck 
I mean, a little bit into the whole this thing. This thing had to be secured to the ground. I don't know. I That I don't know. Okay. Right? It is 800 pounds. They probably just pick. You have to secure something that's 800 pounds. Anyway, uh, and then this uh, this fourth guy gets out of the truck, and he's got a limp, and he kind of limps across. The oh thing. God! And it's you. You actually you can't really see the the statue is just out of frame. Okay, right? just barely out of frame. Sure. So they didn't because they would assume logically that nobody would f- fucking steal that no, fucking no. They, they they will be either adding a camera or just slightly turning this camera <laughs> in the future uh the uh the the so they they somehow get it onto the trailer everybody's m- mystified yeah right? the detectives who were on the case the owner of the the piece of work or piece of art they they're all just completely completely mystified like they had to use like a small crane to put the thing in place right? uh-huh. like they they didn't manhandle the thing into position and so the idea of four people getting around this thing yeah 800 pounds oh my god like this would be no small feat picking this thing up and putting it on the back of this trailer no but and then but they, they tear in off fairness, into the night totally worth it <laughs> because not now because that's the what you really want is a. Uh, is 800 pounds of art that no one's going to buy. Right. And, uh, and, oh my God, I'm watching the video now. Yeah, the, the video is... These guys are really dumb. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. That's amazing. But somehow, somebody, they must have just been sitting around going, you know what, if we, if we cut this thing up, uh, we'd be able to sell it all off and blah, 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 blah. Because they must they, have, because they, this is clearly like they planned this... Uh, they planned the whole heist out. Yeah. Like, who steals that thing? It's just a park bench with two guys on it. <laughs> who steals that? Why? It's not... You're. I mean, we're not talking about, like, Edvard Munch's The Scream. <laughs> we're talking about... I don't know. Maybe they had a good fence, you know? They must have, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so... Sell that thing on the Mormon black market. And they were just like, yeah... Yeah, they they had a buyer lined up. No, they didn't. They had a buyer in like in like some somewhere in southern Utah. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way these guys were going to scrap it. Um, <laughs> at least that's the theory that the the police had. Yeah, the thing was going to be scrapped. They found it intact, and it's en route back to the owner at this it's, point. It's and so. the bench is it's great because it's one of those bench statues where you can sit next to them. Uh-huh, There's yeah. a space next to oh, them yeah, so you yeah. can sort of sit you can there join and join pre- in. Pretend like you're part of their conversation. As soon as it's back, we should go pay it a visit. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> I'm s- believe me, the plans are already in the works, <laughs> my friend. I'm there. Uh, it's such a dumb place for this though. Yeah. How like, is that not it's a- the most nondescript actually it is a little descript. It's ugly and run down business like it's, complex. It's a shitty part of town. Yeah. Like if your offices are there, your business is struggling. Well, not necessarily. They're uh well unless you're an oil refinery. Well there's probably businesses that they probably do business with the oil refinery. Right. Right. Fine. Or the the, but the this is Wasatch right. Springs uh a veterinary hospital is right in that area. <laughs> you know, like there there is there are legit stuff. It's just Yeah. 
It's anyway. just a weird rundown part of town. That's all. Oh, so I'm going to tell you about a... So I've talked to many a former Mormon. Now, as you know, Franklin, uh, and as many of our listeners know, yeah, in Mormonism, you pay your full tithe. And they're expecting 10% of your gross income. They are not fucking around, these people. Right. No, they don't want... The LDS Church... Your net. ...wants all of the money. Yeah. And they get it. They are very effective at getting people's tithing. <laughs> so when people leave the church, they frequently have a moment of like, hey, give me back that money. That was my hard-earned money, and you were lying to me this whole time. Right. Yeah, you're never going to see that money again. Right. Uh, but there's this process of, of grieving that people go through about when that. they realize how the fuck much money they've given to this organization. Yeah. Well, here's a take on it that I had never seen before. A man named Curtis DeYoung, a very Mormony name. There's a the DeYoung, there's a whole DeYoung family that mm. I think was Pioneer Stock or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, he is now serving a 10-year prison sentence. Oh, no. For essentially embezzling $22 million from... Re he, he managed retirement funds, and okay. he basically stole all of the money. And, uh, and he and his wife lived super high off the hog. Yeah. Spending people's retirements. Right. Well, he, he was caught because he was an idiot, and that's what happens when you do really stupid right. fraud. Right. So he's going to go to jail. Well, shockingly, he paid his tithing on all of this money. No way. So the LDS church now has hundreds of thousands of dollars of ill-gotten gains. And the victims... <laughs> it's not the first, I guarantee you. The victims are saying they want it back. And Oh, wow. Okay. And that's kind of fair. Yeah. Uh, it was not his money to give to them. So, uh, so yeah, and the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, is attempting to recover the tithing money no from way. the church. Now, the church claims that they are trying to cooperate with this, but they they, should, they claim that there this should be is, no trying here. This should be a no-brainer for them. It seems like that to me, but uh, you know, it is quite a bit of money. And here's their here's their big hang-up. Oh no. His wife was not convicted of anything, and she paid tithing. Oh, no. So half of it is in her name. If half of it's in her name, they can't release it. I mean, she's not a criminal. It's just him. <laughs> but she, I'm sure she lost all of her money. Yeah. I, it, right, whatever they had was, uh, was taken back by the government. Right? Yeah. I, like, she didn't get to keep half just because she didn't do anything to get it. It was taken from her, too. One would think uh, the church is trying to pretend like they don't see it that way. Oh. <laughs> what fucking douchebags. What a bunch of fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Give I, these people back the at least 10% of their lost retirement. You're a... Hundred fucking pieces of shit. You're possibly trillion dollar organization, like yeah. billions of dollars of billions work. of dollars, billions and billions. Uh, you can afford to give to try and make these people a little bit more whole. Yeah, their retirement it's a small, is small. Yeah, it's a small fraction of of what they gave this asshole. Right, 
But the phrase, what would Jesus do, only applies if it's not business, I think. Well, as long as these guys were good Mormons, the Bishop's storehouse can take care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if they were paying their tithing, the, the church will take care of them. Oh, my God. So stupid. So. That makes me really angry, Dan. But the fact that they're even considering releasing any of the tithing money in the world back into the wild. What is that's a dangerous precedent? That's why they're fighting it. Maybe. They're like, no, this is a one way. This is a one way street right here. This is the money flows in. It doesn't flow out. Although it is interesting because the church said uh, that they have that that part of the reason that this is taking so long is that they have a process and it's a complicated process. Well, I've got a phone number they could call to get some answers to call to God. (laughs) Yeah. Does he speak English or is it just whatever Zimbabwean? No, the guy was speaking English. Okay. In the in the video. They should call Papa God. Papa God. See what Papa God has to say about it. (laughs) Well, if you guys have anything you need to say to Papa God, uh, write to us instead, because Papa God's not going to answer you. Never. Uh, That's a podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. It is indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and see what fun things... Right. So recently, I posted a thing on my Facebook page because I was sat in a, in a window seat on one of the planes coming back from Hawaii. Okay. Uh, and I one of my great joys in life is the window seat of an airplane. I love looking out on the world. Uh, it happened to be the one seat on the plane that had just a wall. Oh, no. No window. Damn. I posted a picture of me angrily pointing at where the window should have been. It's and a then wall Ma- seat. A wall seat. Yeah. I got a wall seat. Yeah. Mackenzie then posted that onto the TGIA homepage off, uh, asking people to uh, Photoshop in whatever they thought I was angrily pointing at. Oh. I thought that was funny. Anyway, if you want to participate in that, if you got them Photoshop skills with a Z, go to go to facebook.com slash Atheist. And, you know, while you're on Facebook, you can also search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yep. Dan. Oh, yes. Uh, it's time to listen in on some audio. Okay. This Ooh. is this this is political audio. Oh. Politi- we're, we're, we're getting into politics here. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. It's a topic you're not supposed to talk about, Dan, in Monk's polite company. Well. And. I think this whole show is <laughs> the, all the topics you're not supposed to talk about <laughs> at a dinner party <laughs> is what our show is about. Um, this is the Minnesota House of Representatives uh, on, on the House floor. A, a Democrat was asking a Republican, uh, the Republican, her name is Abigail Whalen, uh, was asking her a question about a bill that she was a proponent of. And uh, she has a, an interesting answer. Will Representative Whalen yield to a question? She will yield, Representative Thiessen. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Representative Whalen, in light of what Representative Hornstein just said, do you think... Um, Benefiting people who are hiding money in Liberia is more important and is worth raising taxes on your own constituents. Representative Whalen. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you, Representative Thiessen, for the question. It might be because it's late and I'm really tired. But I'm going to take this opportunity to just share with the body something I have been grappling with over the past several months, and that is the games that we play here. And I just want you to know, Representative Thiessen and the DFL caucus, I forgive you. It is okay because I have an eternal perspective about this. I have an eternal perspective, and I want to share that with you and with the people listening at home, that at the end of the day, when we try to reach agreement with divided government, we win some, we lose some, nobody's really happy. But you know what? Happiness and circumstances, not what it's about. There is actual joy to be found in Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you all. If you would like to get to know him, if you're listening at home, if you're here in this room, please email me, call me. I'd love to talk to you about Jesus. He is the hope of this state and of this country. Wow. What a sanctimonious piece of shit. Uh, good way to not answer a question, though. <laughs> Fantastic dodge. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a really, really dumb tactic on her I, part. I really love the fact that she forgave a- him. For disagreeing with her, for, 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 for playing the games of politics. Don't worry, I forgive you because I have an eternal perspective. I hate her. But ladies and gentlemen, here's one of the takeaways of that. She's happy to talk to any of us <laughs> about Jesus. Uh-huh. She said email or call her. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give out her email address and her phone number. <laughs> Because that's what she, she wanted. She invited. She asked for it. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, get your pens or pencils ready. Here you go. If you feel the need or the desire or that little tickle in the back of your mind to give her a, a little a, a shout out, rep.abigail.whalen at house.mn is her email address. Oh, wow. Or you can just call her at 651-926-1729. There you go. Give her a call. Give her a call. Demand to speak with her about Jesus. Jesus, that's what she says. She said... She's happy to talk to anybody. Anybody at home, anybody, she's happy to talk to you about Jesus. Yeah. So give her a call. Yeah. Or or write to her. Ask her about Jesus. Jesus is uh, her homeboy. And also... The place where she doesn't have to talk about the shitty bill that she's decided to endorse. Um, yeah, she's sounds like a piece of work, this one. Yeah. So we had some people write into us, call into us. We have various E and voice mails. We have the mails of all sorts. Uh, I will start with uh, something from Seth, who writes, Hey, Frank and Beans. Cute. You're Beans. I'm Beans. <laughs> I'm emailing in response to your request for stories about exorcisms. You remember oh. we had talked about exorcisms yeah, and we had yeah. said, hey, if you have an exorcism. So my name is Seth. I'm an atheist from West Virginia. The story I have, I was first told to me about 10 years ago is about something that happened when I would have been about around one. Hmm. First off, I do not believe any of the supernatural elements of the story actually happened, but I, but I will tell it as it was told to me. It starts with one of my mother's uncles committing suicide. Some of his furniture ended up at our house. Shortly after, my older sister, who would have been around seven, said she would see things. She hmm. described them as little floating monkey skeletons. Ew. Spooky. Uh, spooky. 
My brother, around three, said he saw them too. How'd she know they were monkeys? She's a she's a biology major in <laughs> in first grade. <clears throat> my other sister, five, did not see them. Huh. My parents never saw anything, but my mom felt uneasy. She would ask my sister where the things were that she saw. She said they would sometimes float around in circles above me in my crib. So after a week or so, my mom had people from the church, including the pastor, come over. They got rid of the furniture they brought home from her uncle's and then blessed the house. After that, my sister and brother never saw the floating monkey skeletons again. Because they got rid of the furniture. That possessed evil furniture. Yeah, demon furniture. Monkey demon furniture. (laughs) Uh, I admit that when I first heard the story, it freaked me out a bit. But after a while, I realized it wasn't real. My sister most likely imagined it, as kids often do. And my brother, who was much younger, just copied her. Mm. At least I have a good ghost story I can tell around campfires. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's creepy. We got rid of the death. Have you heard the story of the monkey skeletons? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Monkeys can be creepy. They're they're good to throw into your your creep story. And if they're skeletons, it's it's, it's even better. You got like a Pirates of the Caribbean thing skeletons going. Skeletons are always good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you combine them and what do you got? <sighs> Floating monkey skeletons. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> right. I'd shit myself right there. If you saw a monkey skeleton float- floating in- above a crib with a one year old? I would not be okay with that. Uh, yeah, I would uh, lose control of my bowels. <laughs> uh, thanks for writing in, Seth. Uh, Matthew wrote in and said, Don't know if you saw this or noticed, but when Trump and his ilk met with the Pope, Melania and Ivanka had to wear all black, full sleeves, and head veils. Yeah, I saw that picture. I saw it too. What yeah. the fuck, he says. How many American Catholics criticize the burqa and the whole Sharia thing? I grew up Catholic, grade school, high school, sacraments, etc., and I had no idea this was a requirement. <laughs> I have sent a CNN, uh, oh, he sent a CNN video to us, we're oh, not yeah. going to play that on the air, that shows in Saudi Arabia, of all places, the veil and all black is optional for Western women, hmm. not with the Pope. Now, the Pope's special. Yeah. Pope is special. You play by his rules. It's you want amazing. an audience with the Pope, you follow the rules. So funny that, that I mean, you know, even... Pope progressive over there. <laughs> like, women have to wear a veil, and boy. Yeah. And of course, people, there's that photo of, that's like, it's Ivanka in a very, actually, quite fetching ensemble. Mm-hmm. She was very, very fashionable. The yeah. veil looked great. Yeah. Then Melania in what looks like, she looks like she's an Albanian woman in mourning, or whatever. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. Uh, she looks like she's saying she's selling flores para los muertos. <laughs> then and they're they both are like stone face. Yeah, like like they've been frozen by whatever it is that freezes people. What's the oh? There's a I think there's a Doctor Who episode. Anyway, they both look completely right. They're they're Adam's family. Right. Then there's Donald with a giant shit-eating grin on his face of course. and the pope looking for all the world like he is mad as hell <laughs> and then that and then pope of, mad yeah. yeah and then yeah. and then of course there are all these photoshops where they they've included the twins from the shining and damien yeah, oh, and all funny, these other things funny, because funny. they fit literally it doesn't look different it right. doesn't change the mood of the photo at all <laughs> to include 
these other creepies yeah in it yeah uh so, yeah so i i had to look this up a little bit um apparently there are like it was either six or eight uh women in the world who are allowed to participate in the tradition of wearing du blanc when they visit the pope oh uh, they get to wear all white instead of all these, black uh, these are <laughs> members of royal families from specifically catholic majority countries in europe so like the the roman or the the royal family of belgium uh i think luxembourg was one oh. of them uh spain uh they get to show up in all white if they want to <laughs> oh what that a, exciting what a coup for them <laughs> wow they they still have a full dress code uh-huh but it's the other color but it's the other color so wow i just you know i feel bad for spicer who's like the only catholic in the group in 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 <laughs> trump's inner circle and trump was like nah fuck you you don't get to meet him oh poor guy poor, poor little poor spicy guy um, yeah, and apparently also um, Francis, Pope Francis has not been the most strict on this policy. Uh-huh. Um, other popes in the past have been very strict about it. And Pope Francis doesn't, if you want to kind of break this protocol, he's not, he's not going to call you out. He won't it. kick you out. Right. He'll let you break this policy. Um, but there has not been a single first lady of the United States to ever... Uh, break this tradition right and so um and so you yeah you can find pictures of hillary clinton and uh barbara and and so bush and weird. the other bush it's whatever just her name so is. stupid and weird yeah. not nancy but oh there's nancy reagan there's a picture of nancy reagan that I, found. I just here's what i love i love that yeah the, the 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 you know you'll you won't see a world leader woman going to saudi arabia and wearing the hijab right they won't do it. Right. You get Angela Merkel up there, she'll purposefully wear something low cut just because fuck you. Right. Or whatever. Right. Probably not low cut. But she loves a good fuck you to that. Yeah. But then it's okay. Oh, this is this is our European thing. Well, so I, we're so you know, it's yeah, different. I know. The one thing that I didn't see was was checking to see if like an Angela Merkel type like yeah. a, a the the female chancellor of germany or the female prime minister of of uh you know great britain but imagine if your average trump voter if how they would have responded if melania had worn whatever garb was required of her in saudi arabia because that was because that's what was required right imagine the outcry that you know the 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 collective we all would have heard a scream we would have been able to hear it this far north yeah. from from the south yeah because because it would just be this horrible thing to kowtow to religious yeah. blah 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 and blah, but oh no this, he believes in jesus it's okay to oppress yeah. women as much as you want right i know isn't it weird stupid hey why don't you play that voicemail okay Hey, Dan. Hey, Frank. This is Scott from Illinois. Uh, I was just calling. Um, you know, I, a couple episodes ago, you had some uh, advice from a gentleman who was giving uh, some resources for people who are trying to get clean or, you know, sober, uh, but don't want the AA experience. Uh, I myself am a drug addict and alcoholic about to hit the three-year mark, 
And uh, I only ever attended one AA session, and that was basically as a bet to my therapist. Um, I think what's really important to add to all of the advice that caller gave about the smart recovery is that um, a lot of the secular groups, they can be hard to find because there aren't a ton of them. And those kinds of behavioral therapy systems often don't work as well unless you have guidance from a therapist or counselor. So, you know, if there are any listeners out there that are struggling with addiction, um, there's a ton of places that do outpatient therapy, um, you know, a couple times a week. And they do it with licensed counselors and therapists, with psychiatrists, um, as a means to get you help through these wacky things called science and reason uh, without having to rely on that religious mumbo-jumbo. That's what I did. That's what I needed. That's what helped me. Um, You know, AA has a terrible, terrible success rate in every study, and the only benefit that it ever provides a community, which you can get in any number of places, you can get it by joining a club. Um, So if there's any, you know, atheists out there who need to get clean, there's resources, so they'll work with you in payment, and they can do it through actual tested behavioral therapies. Um, Thank you guys for sharing that information. I think it's amazing. As an atheist and a recovered addict, I'm glad that there's somebody out there willing to help who they can. Uh, Thank you, guys. Keep it up. Well, thank you so much. Uh, You know, we we we've hit this a few times in recent uh, history, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just worth just continuing to to have this conversation. You and I don't know a lot about it, but boy, there you know, I I. I certainly don't blame addicts or or alcoholics. It's a tough thing. Nobody chooses it. Mm-mm. And uh and if you're struggling with addiction or alcoholism, mm-hmm. um please seek help uh and and any any information is good information. So mm-hmm. uh Yeah, we, thanks Scott. Thank you so much Scott yeah, for adding more to that discussion. We're it's, here to support It's one that y'all. Yeah, we don't uh we're not going to tire of this topic. It's one that we need to keep talking about. Yep. So, uh, one more email, if I may. This is from Sarah. Uh, so, uh, and this is a reference to a couple weeks ago um, because I wasn't here last week. That's true. Dear Frank and Dan, I listened to. Well, this says last week's episode, but two weeks ago, uh, I listened to the episode twice. Twice, because you both spoke about something early on that I wanted to make sure I understood and that I had some thoughts about. In talking about the Boy Scouts of America and how the Mormon Church will be removing its older boys from the organization, you began musing on on how more and more of this kind of polarization is splitting America in all fronts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned that there could end up being conservative soccer teams and restaurants and kinds of organizations, or and kids' organizations, uh, and that we are simply further isolating ourselves. And that may be true. But then you said that both sides are doing it and that we need to stop. So, dear podcasters, I want to remind you what these rifts are over, though I'm sure you really know. It's the rights of minorities. It's the rights of minorities to be protected and to be included. That is what the rift is over. Uh, One side wants those minorities to be protected and included. The other side doesn't. The Boy Scouts are finally easing on their uh, completely homophobic and discriminatory uh, policies so the Mormons are leaving. Chick-fil-A gives money to homophobic and anti-gay organizations, so liberals try not to support them. These are not the same thing. We are not equal, uh, and we do not need to come together, put aside our differences, and reunite our soccer teams 
and restaurants and scouting organizations, because our differences are over who gets equal rights. For them to come back to our table, we will be willing to. Uh, we have to be willing to go back to discriminating against the LGBT community, and we won't do that. It's wrong, unequivocally, unequivocally unquestionably wrong. Uh, she goes on, but uh, that that that's the crux of of her point. Mm-hmm. And while I hear what she's saying, and I hear, and and yes, we cannot tolerate uh, the oppression, and we must fight against the oppression of mm-hmm. uh, minority and marginalized groups in this country mm-hmm. and abroad and anywhere. Uh, and it's not just LGBTQ uh, people, but it's also people of color. It is disabled people. It is any number of groups of marginalized people. Um, while I agree that that's that that is the fight, and that uh, it's hard to come together with people who are on the clearly wrong side of that fight, right? Uh, I still think it's important to do it. I think it's important to uh, to come together. Like you don't have to. You can a person. Let me tell you something. I got friends who are assholes. Maybe they agree with me on certain things. Maybe they disagree with me on other things. But I've got friends who can be real dicks to people. Hmm. And one of the things that, like, is a uh, is a slightly mitigating influence on them is that they have friends who say, you're being kind of a dick about this hmm. from a point of view of a friend. Hmm. So I'm not willing to give up on, on people uh, because they have a horrible belief. Hmm. Uh, I'm willing to not associate with people who are forcefully being dickish all the time. Like if, if they're not, if, if they're not willing to be, you know, they're there, I have my limits. Absolutely. Right. But you know, I have people in my life that I love dearly mm-hmm. that have very shitty beliefs. Hmm. And I, you know, I feel like shutting down the dialogue isn't helping anything. Hmm polarizing me going to my corner, them going to their corner, never the twain shall meet. It's not helping. It's not doing anything. Hmm. So I, I choose to continue the conversation. I choose to love other people and realize that we are all very fucking flawed beings. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where I'm coming from. Right. Do you have any thoughts? Well, my only thoughts are, and the reason that I bemoan the, the these divisions and separations is that, and I guess it actually is very similar to what you're saying. Um, is that if if uh, if you, if your teams can't belong to the same soccer league, mm-hmm. even though the parents putting their kids in this one team and the parents putting their kids in the other team are diametrically opposed politically or socially or whatever, if your kids can't even play soccer together, right? And this is yeah. like. This is the hypothetical that I don't even think really exists. Right. It was our stupid hypothetical. But it but could exist. It could exist. <clears throat> and in some ways, maybe de facto kind of does. Right. Um, but if, if, you're, if your Boy Scout troops aren't going to the same camps uh, and uh, rubbing, uh, ending up rubbing the, the up against... Um, ideas that are different than the ones that right. have been taught in their home. Thank right? God you said ideas. <laughs> Believe me, I was struggling for the right word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rubbing may not have been it. <laughs> if you're talking about Boy Scout camp, let me tell you something. Rubbing up an idea against ideas that they haven't <laughs> 
heard or encountered before, right? This is and and because this is the thing, I truly believe that the ideas on the left, as far as like with uh, acceptance and uh, sort of our our ideas about how society should work, with accepting difference and accepting, mm-hmm. you know. And protecting marginalized groups, so forth and so on. This is the better idea, yeah. and I do think that better ideas win out. In, in eventually, eventually, in the marketplace out. of ideas, yeah, the better one tends to be the one that's right. the, And so, the survives. only thing I, the, the thing that I hate seeing is people just going into their corner and never having this opportunity to rub up against each other. Well, and that, god damn it, enough with the rubbing. I mean, no, I'm all for rubbing against each other. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Maybe not at scout camps. But, <laughs> well, the boys should be able to <laughs> sure. rub up against each other if sure. they want to. As long as I'm... No, I'm not going to go to there. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from there. Here's what I am going to say, though. Uh, it, is, it is when everyone <laughs> secludes themselves, is yeah. when we live in bubbles, that we become afraid of each other, that we don't listen to each other. And when Donald Trump becomes elected, we're all just like, what? Yeah. How the, this is the America I live in. Right. Well, turns out. Yeah. I think, I I think the way, the way to promote inclusiveness, the way to promote uh, non-discrimination is for everybody to have to be with everybody. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, there. Mix and mingle and rub up against each other. Rub. Will you guys, will you guys just rub each other, please? (laughs) Can we all just start rubbing each other? Get up on y'all. That's that's sorry. The, the word came out and I was like, I see the pitfall. Hi. Well, where's the word? Where's the next word? Yeah, but by that time, your feet were both planted firmly in that quicksand. You were going down. Right. But that's why I came up with rub up against ideas. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, was a, it was a decent save if you hadn't completely pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, no. I could have edited that moment, Dan, to sound just fine. But now... No, I'm I'm pro rubbing. I'm coming. I'm coming out hard on pro rubbing. <laughs> you catch that one, yeah, everybody. Yeah, Let's yeah. move on. Do we have any donors? We do. We have uh, three new donors this week. Dan. Okay. Uh, we have uh, two new faithful listeners. Yeah. Chad and Christiane. Oh, wonderful. And Courtney is a new beatified listener. Oh, wow. I know. And so, you know, it's just, I, I love these people. I know. And James continues as our Lord and Savior. Oh. Uh, uh, yes. So thank you very much, everyone. Uh, and if you would like to join them and become a patron of your own. And help to support uh, a podcast that you're listening to right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicking on the support tab. And there you'll find a link to Patreon, where uh, you can choose the level of your support, uh, and there are rewards and benefits. The most notable of them is that any patron uh, gets a access to a commercial-free version of the show, and there are other fun things. I think the most notable of them is that they will all be blessed by, with uh, one of our blessings. By our blessings, we will bless each we and every one of you. you. We, uh, we 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 do a thing. We, we do. A we thing. don't. We don't tell you what it is, but it is. It's amazing. You, you, it'll probably cure your cancer. Mm. It will probably. Uh, Dan, you're making promises we cannot keep. 
What? No, you're allowed to do this. Trust me, I've seen everybody do it. This will. It will I, I'm not promising, but it will probably. Oh, there's make, a chance. It, there's a good. There's a good chance. I would say that all of your problems will be solved <laughs> when we bless you because you became a patron. Right. Yeah. Well, excellent. Good. Uh, so, so, amen. Amen. Well, Frank. Yeah, Dan. We, uh, by the time our listeners are hearing us, it will be Ramadan. Ramadan. Ooh, my favorite, Dan. I Every, love Ramadan. Everybody's favorite, uh... Fasting month, month-long fasting Islamic, holiday. Islamic ninth month on the Islamic <laughs> calendar. Uh, it is it is the the month where uh, Muslims uh, start. They don't eat no. during the daylight hours. No, it sounds absolutely awful. Yeah, it um, sounds like the worst of all uh, month-long holidays. Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. month-long holiday. I'm like, wow, sign me up, right? Yeah, I think you find out the details of the damn thing. You're like, no, this not, that sounds fucking miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what? and I have to eat a date? Why? Why do I have to eat a date? <laughs> I don't understand. It's a great way to break your fast. Um, so yeah, they 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 spend their days not eating. Yeah. Until until uh, the the end of Ramadan, which is. Um, which they then they have the big feast and like they twenty eight days later or whatever yeah twenty nine to thirty days Oof. based on uh, visual sightings of the crescent moon oh Jesus Christ really? uh, of course of course it has something to do with the crescent moon they're very into that crescent moon boy they love it yeah but you know is it a waxing crescent is it a waning crescent you could time it so that you had as little time as possible between your crescents no I'm sure there's other rules Dan I know these people are are rule happy. Yeah, uh, but this whole fasting thing got us thinking a little bit, Dan. It did. You know, we were thinking about Ramadan, and we, and then you know, so sort of one of us brought up the the notion of of fast Sunday, which we had to do as mm-hmm. as youngins uh, mm-hmm. in Mormonism, and how awful it was. Every every month, uh, the first Sunday of the month is it the first? It's the first fast Sunday. Is fast and testimony meeting, and you go. You, you're you're supposed to do without food. And it's only until basically after church, right? So you don't eat. And now, if you have if you have afternoon church instead of morning church, oh, you're fucked. You're just fucked. Yeah. You have to wait longer. You have to starve For and longer. hear people tell their stories later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god. And and it's not just fasting. You also have to sit through all of the yeah, all of the the lay people in your ward, which is all lay people really, but everybody gets up and sort of. Cries yeah. well, about it's, Jesus. it's open mic Sunday. I mean, that's it is. what's going on, right? It's open mic. That's and right. And anybody who wants to say anything can go up and say their thing. And there are the five parts of a testimony that they've been pushing on the kids because they realize that every ward has that one person or two or three of them <laughs> that they get up every single Sunday or every single fast Sunday and, uh, and just bore everybody to tears. Just with, complain about with, their lives. Yeah, or, and like, you know, the, somebody, and then the screen door got fixed and it was such a blessing. Right. You know, like, yeah. and just turn on the waterworks. Ours was Sister Smith. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Are, you know, and you, you have like four eloquent members of the church, which when they got up, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, but the eloquent ones don't get up every no, time. No, no. 
It's it's once a year for those folks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there's a fasting tradition in Mormonism, and also there's like the the sort of wild card fasting that you can do if somebody's in the hospital or if you need to. Oh yeah. You know, if there's an emergency, special bless need you need to call forth special blessings. If, if you're if you really need God to hear your prayer. You just get hungry. You get hungry, and then you pray. And when when you pray hungry, boy, it's it that's it's just louder uh, yeah. to God. It's God's magnifying glass. <laughs> Hunger. <laughs> so so that's good. But you know, Judaism has a fasting tradition. Oh, do they? Yeah. Is it Yom Kippur? Yom? Uh, really? They fast for that? Yeah, I, think I did not know. So, that. huh? Um, there's a lot of uh, fasting. Well, and obviously the Muslims. We've mentioned them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like this ceremonial, well, and and just this idea of going without, right? Like, mm-hmm. like monks and whatnot. Like Hinduism has a big fasting tradition. Yeah. Uh, it's very yeah. So it got us thinking about fasting. This this ritual of depriving oneself of food. Yeah. Which, which there's also Dan. N- the ritual is not exclusive to religion. If no, you've ever it is known not. anybody who's gone, done like a master cleanse. Right. This right. is where my mind went is like, this is still happening. Like uh-huh. people are still inventing new fasting rituals, new starvation rituals. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the master cleanse or like, you know, you. I just had a friend do Whole30, which is, you oh, know. You, what is that? Well, you. You can't eat any dairy or any mm. carbs or whatever. And, it, it, you know, it's just... Really? Sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. It, of I course like it's dairy awful. dairy and carbs. Yeah. Those are the... Cheese and bread. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. Don't take those away from me. No. Um, you know, and uh, but it's, it's this interesting thing. Yeah. All these detox mm. sort of juice cleanse things you that people... cleanse out the toxins, Dan. The Everybody to- knows toxins are bad. And they must be cleansed. Right. They can't name a toxin. They don't know what a toxin is. They just know they've got them and they want to get rid of them. Free radicals, Dan. Mm. There are free radicals. I can name that toxin. Is that a toxin? What's a free radical, I don't know what it is. Nobody knows. I know they're bad. (laughs) And you're supposed to take in (laughs) omega-3s. Because they they get in there and they fight the free radicals. It just sounds like you're sending in stormtroopers to deal with your rebels. <laughs> the free radicals. The free radicals running well, around. Well, they've got these crazy ideas. Oh, you my, know, yeah. Just these. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a. So, and there, there are diet. There are like cleanses out there that people do where it's literally just you sort of starve yourself and you drink only water. Yeah, that's what and I'm doing s- right now. <laughs> For the. Well, for I had, the hour I had, and a half I had a sandwich before coming over, and that was around noon. And it's 3.46 now, and I'm starving. You're on a cleanse. And all you've offered me is water. And... <laughs> Man. You're gonna, well, here's what's going to happen. But You're going to start feeling a euphoric state. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. No. You, it takes you a need, while. You need to go a lot longer than that. Yeah. But that is the thing. So... In our little research that, that you and I did mm-hmm. on this, we did start to notice that, like, yeah, people start reporting things like going into a euphoric state. Yeah. When they when they do these things. Yeah, clarity of mind. 
Mental uh, clarity. Oh, yeah, you hear people talk about mental clarity a lot. Yeah. You also hear people talk about, like, feeling more energized or feeling whatever. That's so weird. Well, is it, though? Here's the thing. You are shocking your body. Yeah. And when you shock your body, shit starts to go schlaunch-wise. Yeah. It just happens. So you were talking about, like, when you changed, when you have All made was, big changes yeah, in your diet. Yeah, just saying, and, like... You know, nothing like I'm not trying to starve myself. I'm just kind of maybe testing a, a little theory about something fucking with my stomach. Right. right. I got a stupid, sensitive stomach. And uh, and so I've shifted things around. I've cut out certain things that I used to eat a lot of. Right. Right. And I've noticed in the first few days, there's this sense of like, oh, like, oh, wow. Like, I'm feeling really good. Hmm. Right. And I, I honestly don't think I, I think that there's something even on just like taking out specific sources of nutrients, right, and replacing them with others that I've felt something similar. Now I've never starved myself, mm. and so I don't know the, if this is anything like, um, you know, cutting out food entirely, right, by going on a cleanse of some sort. But I, uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've felt that of like, oh, wow, I'm feeling really, really great. That thing must be really, really bad. No, it turns out not. Right. You, you, know, you eventually acclimatize to whatever you're doing and your body sort of readjusts back or whatever. to normal. Yeah. I, you know, you and I theorized as we were talking and this, I, this, I, I have, we have zero science backing us on this, but it does occur to me that if my body is starving, uh-huh. And I start to get a, you start to get a little loopy when initially. You, yeah. Initially, yeah. Uh, it's the same thing, you know. Recently, when I was when I came back from vacation, I we took a red eye home, and it was, mm. and I so I hadn't slept for well over twenty four hours. Oh yeah. And I started to get a little wonky, punchy. My brain was not functioning at full form. Right. And I, I imagine the same thing starts to happen when you're not nourished properly your right. brain starts like getting a little gronky and it occurred to me that it would make sense in a starvation mode that your body that your brain would kick in some chemicals to get the brain firing as much as it can so you can find some fucking food so you so that your your quest for food is as is as benefited as possible yeah that makes total sense to me now whether or not whether you're you know your brain is enhanced because people do report feeling uh, a, an enhanced yeah. clarity of yeah. mind. Whether it's more clear than it was before you did the, the fast or whether it's just now gone suddenly as clear as you were before you got all wonka do. Yeah. Yeah. Who can say? Who can say on that? But boy, people feel like it's the most clear they've ever been. Yeah. They, and, you know, you, that, that's reported by a lot of people. I imagine that this was, I mean, here's what I can really imagine. Lots of people in situations where they genuinely didn't have enough food, mm -hmm. you know, especially ancient civilizations where food was not something that felt like it was forthcoming no matter what, or right. poverty stricken nations or whatever. Yeah. People will go into starvation mode and somebody will notice this clarity of mind that they feel. And suddenly it becomes like a, hey, you guys should try this. Right. 
you know, and if they're the leader of a of a of an of a religious group or whatever, right? They start prescribing it to people, right? Try not eating for a few days, and you'll feel this euphoria. You'll feel this clarity. You'll feel this interesting right. thing happen to you. And your interpretation of it is my is spiritual. Yeah, my starvation, my uh, you know, limiting my holding self-restraint right what, what what's what's the what's the word i'm looking self-denial for? self-denial or so, that's right. the word um this self-denial is actually uh pleasing god and god is rewarding you with all these positive feelings mm-hmm. right this this closeness to god this sense that you don't have normally my guess is dan that it's actually probably euphoria and uh and a, a clarity of mind that's beyond your normal state yeah, because maybe because I mean, or at least that there's something there, probably the euphoria um, that is giving you this sense of of accessing something that's divine. Right. Right. This sense of this is this is different than my normal state. Well, yeah. And therefore, it must be I'm closer to God yeah. and I'm pleasing God. Right. Well, well, and I wonder if we're not, you know, if your brain isn't dumping some chemicals that are the that are similar to the the brain chemicals that we find when people are having a Jesus experience, when mm. people are having a spiritual experience, because we know that there's an association with brain chemistry. Yeah. Uh, we know that, that, you know, there's, that there are certain chemicals, which when you feel them, you experience a, uh, a, a, a spiritual or, a, or a God experience. So that's interesting to me. Um, there's also, you know, <clears throat> If if you if you go on a diet, you know, if you go on a starvation sort of thing, a cleanse that doesn't include any nutrients, that's just sort of you, no food, and you get water. Mm. Uh, you can go into a state called ketosis. Oh yeah, ketosis is not a good thing for you, uh, but it means your body has no carbohydrates to burn for energy, so uh, it burns stored fat or whatever else is available. Uh, you'll you'll feel like shit. Apparently you'll smell bad even, um, and that's what that's the There's minute a keto people, diet. That's the minute that people swoop in and say the smell is toxins leaving your body. Oh wow, that's Weird. not what that's not what that smell. But is. nonetheless, no, it's the, the the keto diet where it's just like all oh fats God. and uh, they 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 cut out completely cut out carbs. Right, right, and uh, and eat uh, all protein sources or something like well, that. Well, you right? know, you will lose weight. Uh, like the Atkins diet uh-huh. of old. Right. If you cut out carbs, uh, you will lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you go on a juice fast, now it'll all come back because that's what happened with the Atkins diet. That's what mm-hmm. happens with all of these diets is that you yo-yo straight back and maybe even gain a little bit more depending on how long mm-hmm. you did it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because really what you're losing is your water. Right. The water weight, and that will that just your body just replenishes that when it when it starts to not be in a panic that you're going to die of starvation again. Yeah, I think there's probably a little bit more to that, but anyway, yeah, we're we we are not doctors. Do not take medical <laughs> advice from us, um, but do do your research it, yeah. because first of all, if anyone ever says the word toxin to you, and they're trying to get you to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Ask them what toxins. Mm. Uh, yeah. They don't know. Well, the people that I've known who've done keto, they weren't doing it to get rid of toxins. And I've known yeah. I've known one person in particular who, you know, 
coupled with a very rigorous uh, uh, exercise regimen, mm. uh, lost quite a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. So. I mean, and if you shock your body, yeah. it's a great way to lose weight. Yeah. Mind you, once it comes out of shock, there's a good chance it will. Well, it depends on your habits right. at that point. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, so, yeah, if you start... If you just exercise. go back to your old ways, then yeah. Well, even, even if you don't, a lot of times people's bodies will sort of acclimatize to whatever the new thing is and eventually go back to the weight that, they wanted to, mm. that it wanted to be in the beginning. Mm. But that's not what this is about. This isn't about losing weight. <laughs> Although some of the most interesting things that we came across, you came across on a website having to do with anorexia. anorexia yeah. <sighs> Yeah, which it is a which, little, it was a little horrifying, actually, because it sounded like to me, just reading through, you know, people who were struggling with anorexia, mm-hmm. uh, this description of like this uh, state of mind and this feeling that would come over them as they were starving themselves and how wonderful it was. actually, And that I found to be totally fascinating. Yeah. The fact that, you know, really scary. I actually. mean, these people are, are kind of starving themselves because to start with ostensibly for uh weight reasons they they feel a, in, insecure their about their body, body images yeah they have and Fuck usually up. they have some sort of some sort of really uh dysmorphic body image absolutely yeah um but then they but so they start they just stop eating and they get to a point in that process where it becomes euphoric where yeah. it becomes uh desirable and yeah. I, that had never occurred to me before like i had always thought that just that this was driven entirely by this this sense that their body needed to change mm. uh, size, and that that that's but boy, you add to that to this sort of weight obsession, you add a euphoric uh, boy, feeling. Howdy. Yeah, yeah, I can see how that could become a disorder on the right quick. Yeah, well, yeah, because all of a sudden you have reward for your really negative behavior, right? <laughs> Like, as a matter of fact, a, a lot of the, as a matter of fact, I you know I think advocating for these detox things could be really dangerous because you could be introducing someone to uh, to starvation as a as basically a, a, a da- like people could become could gain could sort of a sort of addiction or whatever. Yeah, they they could get they could establish a disorder. Yeah, based on this notion of like a. Yeah, losing weight and be getting kind of kind of getting high. Yeah, cleanses. It worries me. There's a guy at work who every so often does the um, uh, the master cleanse, mm. and it's he goes Which through. A sounds gr- like a Nazi thing to me, but I'm sure it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, this he 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 only drinks like this weird concoction of like it's mostly water with some cayenne pepper. I think some lemon juice and some honey uh-huh. and that's all, that's all he gets. Right. <laughs> and boy, if he doesn't get a little grumpy at a certain point in the process, what? I know surprising, what? impossible. Uh, and he gets a little absent minded for a little <laughs> bit of the process, but then he hits a point where he kind of like gets a little bit of a second wind and he's talked about sort of just this, this high mm. that he, that he gets on it. He feels great. He just, yeah. So everything's like really clear. His mind is clear, crystal clear, right? Like the waters of Maui. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I mean, that's that's kind of scary stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, again, I mean, you touched upon it. This is starvation mode. This is your body. Your 
needing to needing you to be able to focus on getting food. Yeah. Desperately. Yeah. Needing you to be very clear as to what is going on in your surroundings so that you can fucking find some fucking food because your body's dying. Let me tell you something, though. That guy does not have as many toxins as you do. You are you are fucking loaded with toxins. That guy chock full, clean as a whistle. Well, I love a good toxin, Dan, what? and I actually do. The things that they say are all sort of toxifying. Boy, shit. Yeah, I love me some booze. Yeah, I love me some red meat. Well, let me tell you something. Love- <laughs> Alcohol is an actual toxin. It is an actual toxin. That's a real toxin, yeah. and I can name it, and I know what it is, and I know what it's doing yeah. to me. But and- my liver uh, filters out that toxin. You know what's amazing? Yeah, that's what livers do. <laughs> your whole your body has this great mechanism for getting rid of toxins. You want to know what it is? Livers. <laughs> so you take care of your liver, folks. That's yeah, the message. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to like drink all juice for a week. You, you don't have to do anything. You've already got an organ don't designed specifically for toxin filtration. Yeah. And yes. then you just pee it right out. Yeah, isn't that great? All your toxins, you just pee and poop it right out. Wow. So, yes. Did, did you? I just looked it up. Did you know the Master Cleanse was initially published in the 40s? I believe it. And then f- revived in the 70s? Oh, wow. God, we're idiots. Just, yeah. As a, as a group, as a collective group, we human beings are so <laughs> dumb. And I include myself. I am not exempt from this at all. Uh, yeah. We are, and until we just start acknowledging how stupid we are. Yeah. We're just going to keep repeating the same dumb mistakes. I know. Over and over. Because it's what we do. It is what we do. So, ladies and gentlemen, go out there, starve yourselves, feel some euphoria if you want to. Oh, my God. Seems like a really cheap way to get some clarity of mind. Cheap, yeah. You're spending no money on food. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is that is a cheap high. Mind you, <laughs> you'll get a, you'll get headaches. You'll be grumpy. But you work for a you, while. You just work through the grumpy. Yeah, you got to get through the headaches. Well, it's kind of backwards from some drugs because some drugs you take and like the next day, like you feel euphoric that night, and mm-hmm. then the next day you're like, oh, I feel like shit. Right. You know, this you got to work through alcohol. the shit. This way you're you're doing it backwards. You're yeah. you're paying for it with the shit up front. Yeah. But you get the the, 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 the euphoria on the back end. That's the way to do it. And let me tell you something. Whenever one of my friends does a cleanse, the happiest moment of their entire lives is when they get to eat that first pizza pizza afterwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. It so, probably tastes so good, Dan. You don't even know how good pizza can taste. I don't. I don't have that sense. Yeah. Because I just enjoy it on standard non-starvation <laughs> levels. I just enjoy it in the night. Like, all I'm doing is enjoying, like, what my taste buds are getting after and a little bit of feeling full. Uh, like an idiot. Here yeah. I am eating pizza normal way like an idiot. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have experiences with starvation or cleansing and you want to set us straight, we are wrong or we're right. And you want to tell us, write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, get your voice on the show. That's fun. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while on Facebook, you can search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge request to join. Yeah. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. And yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, thanks so much to, uh, to the people who make our Facebook presence possible. Thank them twice, Dan. 
I thanked them twice. Because I didn't thank them last week. Okay. I remember Danny. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> First, we'll start with Mackenzie, who uh, who does the, the Facebook page. Who's awesome. Uh, but yes, thanks to Sarah, Amy, and Danny. There we go. Sarah and Amy, thank you so much. <laughs> and also Danny, but mostly Sarah and Amy. Because they didn't get thanked last week. Right. Uh, for all of your hard work moderating the Members Only Lounge. That's amazing. Uh, and also, thanks th- to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Their fine, fine music. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in every week, as we know you do. We sure do appreciate it. Bye.